This week on the podcast, Kevin Madrala is back on Travel Tribe X as we discuss some of the coolest and most unique places to run a marathon. And I also share my experiences of almost dying at the authentic Athens Marathon that's run from the city of Marathon to Athens, which uh, is really an incredible marathon that I highly recommend you look into if you are a marathon runner and looking for an international destination to go to. So check out our discussion this week about the Athens Authentic Marathon and other cool places to run. Enjoy. What? <laughs> Welcome to the Travel Tribe Podcast. And then I was wondering what would be the coolest places to run a marathon. And so I started doing some research, and there are some like really unique ones. And the one that has been on my mind for a while was the one in North Korea. So there's one in the capital city of North Korea, which I'm actually going to have a podcast interview with the tour group that does that. And then the other one that really stood out for me was the authentic Athens Marathon, which is actually from the city of Marathon in Greece to Athens. And so this was one that's kind of been on my radar for almost like four years and then pandemic hit, of course, and then I wasn't able to run it. But finally, I got a chance to run it just at the end here of 2022. And it was one of one of my favorite marathon experiences just because of the history for it. So I'll, I'll give you a little bit of a history lesson because I did a little research on this. Are you ready? Are you ready for this? So well, I, I saw I saw your pictures, by the way. You know, I want yeah. you to get into that eventually as well. But tell me about the history for sure, man. Yeah. So the first organized marathon was actually held in Athens at the 1896 Olympics. And so they were trying to run a long distance marathon or a long distance race. And so they decided to base the, the marathon distance by the legend of this ancient Greek messenger who raced from Ma Marathon to Athens, which was about 40 kilometers or nearly 25 miles. So he had this news, this important news of this Greek victory over an inv invading army of Persians in 490 BDC, and he runs across cities, and he ends up in Athens, and he actually is exhausted, and he collapses and dies as he enters Athens with this note of this victory. Ah, it's so great. The reason why I know this history is because when you are riding, when you are signing up for this marathon, actually, you they pick you up in the morning at around. 6.30 at different spots around Athens on this big coach bus. While you're riding from Athens to Marathon on the loudspeaker, the whole time they're retelling the history of the first marathon and these legends. And so they're getting you super pumped up and jacked up. The marathon is in November. It's in Athens. And it's a really cool it's a really cool way to spend the weekend there. So I kind of flew in on Friday, and this was actually my first mistake I made was I was listening to a podcast about some coach who, who talked about what you should do and what you should not do when you go run a marathon in a different city. And one of the things he said is do not do any tours or walk around or sightsee because you'll be surprised by how many miles you add up. That's of course, a good point. This was my first red flag, my first blunder of the of the weekend. My natural curiosity and the beauty of Athens and the culture of it and the buildings and the history kind of uh -huh. overwhelmed my senses and curiosity. 
And so I signed up for a walking tour on Saturday morning. <laughs> and wait, wait, through the marathon group or no, just before the, the day before, the day before. Oh, and man. so I did a huge walking tour, met a group of people, got lunch, and then I had to go get my bib, which was also right outside the city. And I finally make it back to my hotel at the end of the evening. I'm looking at my Fitbit and it's like, dude, you just did half a marathon of walking. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> that's exactly what they were just talking about. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's my first mistake that I made for this marathon. <laughs> I'll get into the second and third one because they're not so bad as well. So wow. my, my strategy for this marathon is that it's, most people will recommend not having, not trying to your personal, uh, trying to beat like a personal record or personal best on here because it's hilly. Sure. It's not flat. So I was talking to this lady who kind of mentors me. And um, so I was telling her my strategy. And like the month before I ran a half marathon and I ran it a lot quicker than I thought I, I could. And uh -huh. so in my mind, I'm like, I'm leaving so much on the table. So <laughs> my strategy was to run as quick as possible knowing that I'm going to hit like hit the wall. I'm going to hit the point where I don't want to run it anymore. And I'm just yeah. going to just jog it out over the hills. And then from the hills, it's just, it's kind of downhill and, and into the stadium. And so that was my strategy. I told her that. And she told me that's a terrible idea. <laughs> she, she told me basically what I should do is take my half marathon time, which was kind of what I ran max at. And it was at 144. She said, double yeah. it add 15 minutes and then divide that by the amount of miles. And that should be your pace. And you should have a consistent pace throughout the whole race. You shouldn't. Let me, let me ask you, are you doing yeah. that math in your head the whole time as you're running? How do you keep up with that? <laughs> so, yeah, I, I had it all like set out. Like I had planned yeah. everything and I knew where the, so I looked at the map and I tried visualizing it as well before the race. And I knew yeah. where the, the hills were going to happen. It was about halfway through the marathon. And so I kind of tried to, I, I abandoned her wise, of course, advice. Yeah. And I said, you know what, I'm just going to, I'm going to give it my all and try to sprint this marathon as far as I can. So the morning of, uh, I, I like on Saturday night before a marathon, I love to get all my stuff ready. Shoes are ready. Bib is ready. Everything's ready to go. And then the second advice that the podcaster had said was don't wear anything different on the day of your marathon because you right. don't know how your body might react. Because since you're moving up and down so many times, for example, let's put you say you put on a new t-shirt or oh, yeah. a new, I don't know, like, for example, I had an armband, it'll like cut through your skin and you'll chafe or you'll bleed. Oh, yeah. And I decided to once again, forego that advice, because I really wanted to run this thing in this Spartan outfit. Yep. Backtrack yep. to my first marathon in, in Warsaw, and you can run for a charity. And I ran for this charity called Spartanski Dom, which is like the House of Spartans. And what they do is they race marathons in these Spartan outfits, you know, the whole the whole Spartan helmet and, you know, the cape and the, and the spear. And so I, I went into this, I'm like, this is the perfect place to use this costume. I was like, this is what I'm going to wear, even though I've never worn it before. Uh, well, actually while I was practicing, that was like second little blunder. But anyways, I had that ready to go and I had it packed in my bag. And on Sunday uh -huh. morning, uh, as I mentioned, there are pickup stations throughout Athens at like, the the main spots what they do is thousands of runners and so they bus you out and coach buses out to the city of marathon it's like uh, all these if you already feel the energy it's like 5 45 in the morning people are jazzed up you know like 
everyone's ready to go. You can feel the energy before a marathon. And on top of that, oh, yeah. they're they're busting you out. And then over the loudspeaker, they're playing the history of the original <laughs> marathon and the legend of it. And it's just getting you so oh, yeah. hyped up. And I meet a guy on there who's who's run a couple of these. And uh, he was giving me advice. He's like, just like, he's like, the hills are going to destroy you more than you think they're going to destroy you. And uh, I remember that sticking uh, out in my head. And he goes, as soon as you see the radio tower on the top of the hill, that's like you've reached the the the, the end of the hills. And then it's just downhill and straight into the, the Olympic Stadium there. So I get off the bus and um, there's thousands of people. I think there was like seven or 8,000 runners, I believe. And we're in this small little town, sorry, city, uh, Marathon. And there's, you know, lots of courses, probably the most where people were Greek. There were Americans, uh, Germans, wow. Polish, uh, Brits. <laughs> And everyone's kind of getting ready for for the race. And I'm still debating whether I want to wear this costume. And I'm like, fuck it, dude. Like, this is the most iconic marathon. Like, how yeah. could I not wear it? Dude, I would never live with myself. And you showed up to the start of the race in the full outfit. As no, well. I didn't. I didn't. I had, oh, I had my normal running stuff. I had this in the bag because I was debating. And I'm like, I shouldn't wear something new. And then I said, no, yeah, dude, yeah. I, got, I got to. Like, I, I don't care about the time. I just want to make sure that this is a memorable experience. And I shit you not, as soon as I put on this outfit, I mean, like, instantly, instantly, it yeah. was like paparazzi sprang out of nowhere. I'm not joking. Like, six, seven camera crew from the marathon or from the city, yeah. they all came by and just started snapping pictures. And at first, I was, like, a little bit nervous. I'm like, oh, I feel a little uh -huh. bit uh, intimidated. But yeah. then all of a sudden, I was loving it. I'm like, oh, I'm flexing. Right. I'm enjoying well, let me it. ask you, were, were you the only one in that outfit? Oh, that yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No one was used to these kind of outfits. Everyone was like so taken aback and they loved it. And everyone thought I was Greek. Uh, that was another thing. Everyone's like, this guy has got to oh, be Greek. Right. But uh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all these Greek people were talking to me in Greek. They're like saying something. I'm assuming like, oh, what a great idea or whatever. And then. And then everyone wanted to take selfies and videos. I must have taken like 200 selfies. The funny thing about the pictures was that because of the technology they use for pictures, they use uh -huh. like face recognition system. Since I was wearing a mask, that I couldn't find any single photo of me after the race. The only photos I found were actually in the newspapers that like some Athens newspaper wow. I was scrolling through it and then it's it's me running on the on and then the race. Uh it was it was really, really funny. And I really, really enjoyed it. So yeah. I just I, I had the I had the helmet on, I had the cape on, and I was good to go. And one thing I didn't realize was how difficult it was going to be to drink water because my face was blocked. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you had to probably physically take the helmet off or yeah. like twist it around or something, right? Yeah, yeah. I had to, I had to lift it up. Uh, so that was kind of a thing I didn't suspect. And then, of course, the cape got really heavy because the long one that oh, yeah. reached down your ankles and it was like, you know, soaked. And then it would like go in between my legs and all over the place. So uh, definitely not the most comfortable running material, but yep, yep. For, for the gram, for the shits and giggles, definitely worth it. <laughs> yeah. but for where you were running, too, you know, yeah. it, it only made sense. I, I'm, I'm surprised you were the only one that you saw in that yeah. outfit. Oh, yeah. We're in Greece. As well. Yeah. 
no one no one else had it and so that's why i think why everyone was uh, so surprised by it and so i i got that i got those feelings again once we were starting the race uh of uh, that like the emotional experience of like man i've been preparing for four or five months for this i've been wanting to do this for four or five years and it's starting to kind of like hit me right before the gun went off and yeah. then as soon as it went off it was the coolest thing because you're running and then you see this like the highway sign because you're running on the roads and it's saying like marathon, you know, you're in the city and then it's like the highway signs are pointing you towards Athens. It's the coolest thing. And yep. on yep. the left side, you got the sea and there's all these people that are along the, uh, the route cheering you on. Yep. And yep. Uh, they have like olive branches that they're giving you to to grab and run with. And so... <laughs> It was it was just so memorable uh, this beginning, and I was feeling, of course, this this hype, adrenaline rush, and this is like third blunder. Was I just was so hyped, and I just went right out of the gate, and I was just passing people, and um, and it wasn't until those hills that ooh man, they got me, and they got me good, and I think that I've run marathons before, but never with a hill. And right, right. once I hit those, man, my legs were just shredded. And there was just like moments yeah. where nothing left in the tank. And I'm like, gosh, this sucks. And I remember it was like, it was, it was the most difficult one I've run because I just really, really didn't want to keep running. Like I was done. Yeah. You know, let me ask you, like people do underestimate running hills, right? Like mm-hmm. I, I get to do a whole lot up here in color. You can even see it in my background. Yeah, right. this is basically what I run in. A lot of people underestimated um, beforehand. Did you study the course at all? You know, they, I'm, I'm sure they had the maps up on the website and all that. Did you measure or did they tell you what the overall elevation gain was going to be like? How did you even prepare for it? Yeah, that's a good question. I actually f- first found out from my mentor who told me like she, she researched it. And she's like, hey, you know, there's hills there, right? And I was like, yeah. ah, hills, schmills. But then like two months, like before the race, I'm like, hey, like if I'm going to do this and I'm flying out all this way and I'm paying all this money, I might as well do it right. And so I was running up and down hills here. Uh, and then I yeah. also went on a, on a trip to, to Turkey and I did a lot of like running up hills there as well to kind of get ready for that because it's a different beast, you know. Yeah. Um, so oh, yeah. I, I did that, but I still, still think afterwards I could have done a lot more of running up, uh, of, up the Hills. And I, I studied the, I studied the, the race map as well to see where they were at. Cause they were at that halfway point. So it was uh-huh. kind of mentally, I was preparing myself for that. And then, uh, I forgot te- uh, specifically how many miles it lasts for, but the, the yep, last yep. part is downhill. So my whole mindset was like, just get past the hills don't worry about the time on the hills just yep. get past them as long as you keep moving forward the rest of it will be will be okay because then it's just downhill yeah but it's true but because i'm like not the smartest person at times and like i feel like i try to i don't try to but i don't think about future jordan at times <laughs> what i did to add a little bit more pressure because my uh, goal for the my goal for this marathon was to get four hours and so what I was thinking was, okay, optimal time, if like everything goes great and I follow the same pace that I had, you know, at my half marathon, 345, you know, with the hills. It, goal would be great if I could get under four. Yeah. Absolute disaster uh, is 420. Like I need to get it on 420. And I'll tell you why it was 420. Because uh-huh, uh-huh. uh, I had to light up that blood. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> you got a different planet. 
Yeah, I'm just joking. My goodness. Yeah. <laughs> but when I was when I was buying my airline airplane tickets, I made it so I would leave that evening and come back to Warsaw that gotcha. night. And so uh -huh. I had to run that race in 420 to catch the train to make the my flight, which still would have been a 50-50 chance if I ran it in 420, but I wasn't expecting to run uh -huh. 420. So I also thought, hey, this will be some added pressure for me not to be a little bitch on the race. And I'll be like, well, I have to run this in a certain amount of time. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and so that's what I was thinking like three months prior when I was booking the flight. But then during the race, I hated myself for it. I'm like, God, I don't want to pay another $500 for a flight if I miss this. And so yeah, I, yeah. I pushed through. And one of the most uh, memorable parts of this whole race was the finish line. So uh, uh -huh. um, when you are finishing, it's like this, they shut down this little street and you finish in the, I'm not sure if I'm going to pronounce it right, the Panathenic Stadium, Panathenic Stadium. Um, and Close it's, enough. Yeah, hopefully that's right. Um, and it's like the historic Olympic stadium and it's beautiful. It's made out of stone. It's all closed mm -hmm. off. There's a DJ in there. There's thousands of people. And, and when I hit this, I was like, oh, this was like the, the snapshot in my mind that I will always remember during this race was, was hitting yep. this final is like a small, tiny little street line with thousands of people. And then you get into the stadium. There's a finish line there. The DJ's playing, they're blasting music. And I crossed the line at 420. And I'm like, oh, shit. I have no time to celebrate. I have no time <laughs> to rest. I'm absolutely exhausted. And so I have to keep running because I have to catch my flight. <laughs> That's so, a whole lot of pressure, Jordan. Yeah. Wow. So I So I keep running past the track you know, around the curve, you know, slight jog. I'm not like sprinting because I'm dead. Uh, yeah, and then yeah. I, I, I collect my medal. I collect my bag and I'm running still in the Spartan outfit towards the train station. And uh, I get to the train station, barely make my train with like one minute to go, still wearing the Spartan outfit. And I'm exhausted. And I'm like, gosh, as soon as we hit this airport, I have to run through it to make my flight. Cause it's a 50-50 chance I make it. Oh, um, no. cause I had like 45 or 50 minutes to make the flight and get through security. And so I get into the airport finally, like in the security line, I finally take off the helmet and, uh, the unpin, the, the, <laughs> the bib and everyone just like, looking like what's wrong with this guy? Does <laughs> <laughs> he just dress up like this and come to Athens and role play? Like, you know, like I just, I look like a guy that you would want to pull over in security and be like, this guy is not of a course, safe suspicious. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's <laughs> visibly suspicious should not be but on a flight in there. He's trying too hard to look Greek. Yeah. <laughs> he's like 3000 years uh, out of context. So I get, thankfully there's no security line and I get through and I'm like, this poor passenger is going to have to sit next to him and thinking about this poor person who's going to be like, you know, oh, gosh. having to deal with this. So I, I, I have like a minute, literally, when I get to my gate, they're just boarding. I go to the bathroom. I take the whole Spartan outfit off. I take like a, like a, let's call it a Polish shower. I uh, take some to a towel paper, some water, some soap. And basically, I'm just like, giving myself a shower in this bathroom and, and then drying it off and put on new clothes and get on the flight. 
And yep. uh, that was that was the end of that story. So three blunders there that I uh, that the painful reminders of what to do in the future. Yeah, and it wasn't your first marathon, was it, Jordan? <laughs> <laughs> it almost sounds like it. It sounds like it. Yeah. <laughs> So lessons learned is one, definitely do not uh, do any uh, tours or walking tours a day before, like take it easy, just rest, enjoy the city, you know, kick back. There's no reason to be adding all that unnecessary steps and uh, energy wasted. Second one was definitely uh, the hills, man, they will destroy you. So like you have to prepare for them, do a lot of hill training um, because they, they, they will hit you harder than you think they will. Um, yeah. and then the third most like memorable, uh, lesson for me was do not book flights immediately after your race. Um, just mm-hmm. because I feel like I also like missed out a lot. I, I really enjoy the experience of afterwards. You, you, you get to relax. Yeah. You, you just, you just kind of soak everything and you, know, you soak in the energy, you soak in the celebration, you soak in the music, you, 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 you kind of are with everyone else. And you're like, man, we just overcame this hell of a run. Uh, it was a beautiful run you know, and you just, you just, you marinate in it, you know, you, you feel the oh, yeah. pain, you stretch out. It's just like, I, I, you need to go through that. That's part of the process. And oh yeah, just immediately leave. It just kind of felt like business. Like I didn't, I just came in, did what I need to do and left. And, that, and that's kind of one of the regrets I have is not, uh, you know, scheduling a flight for either that evening or, or the next day right. to kind of really marinate and soak in that experience. Yeah. Cause that's such a beautiful stadium. And, uh, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that that's what I would say, by the way, like that, that third one. And by the way, uh, you know, everyone has done what you've done. Like I've done what you've done before, mm-hmm. you know, I've run in a different city um, or anywhere outside of the U.S. You know, if I'm just going for a weekend trip somewhere uh, to run a marathon, I've done the same sort of stuff before. Look, um, the best thing about completing these big races is being able to just soak it up, as you said. Mm-hmm. You know, you're relaxing, you're trying to catch your breath again, and you're meeting a bunch of people from around the world as well. And this is one of these world-renowned races, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if I were to run this with you sometime, you know, I I would enjoy a whole day afterwards. Mm-hmm. See Athens, understand who I'm who I'm meeting, see the city properly, really enjoy it. Take another night, fly out the next day, mm-hmm. you know. I, I don't think what you've done was that anything wrong though. You enjoyed it. You know, it was <laughs> yeah. a whole experience for you. Stories to tell people in the airport have no idea what you're about. Probably an American guy. They, they thought, you know, one of these classic <laughs> Americans in, in the airport, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, your whole experience with Athens, the way you did it, man, that that's a whole lot of fun. That that's part of it, right? You know, doing the whole race in that outfit, being able to finish it for one thing, that's incredible. So I, I have to say, I congratulate you as well, Jordan. I wish I was able to join you. Um, you have some great stories to uh, to live with for the rest of your life here. And maybe if you go back again, you might do it a little different. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's the whole point of these, right? You, you learn lessons and you learn more about yourself. And that's the thing about these these marathon races it's it's and these endurance runs is that it's a quicker way to learn what you're capable of and how to kind of keep building on yourself and becoming you know better whether it's more disciplined more committed better at building you know your body eating more healthy and so that's why i really really enjoy them and 
one of the things I really started enjoying, I mean, now living in Europe is that, you know, everything is so close together. So, Uh you know, you can easily go to Milan or Rome or Barcelona or Munich or London or whatever. And I don't believe there's a better way to visit a city than to experience a 5k, a 10k, a half marathon or a marathon in it. It's like, first of all, you get to feel in the whole culture. Secondly, you get to see the entire city if you're running a long distance race from different vantage points. Yeah. And thirdly, it's like the whole city is shut down just for your visit. They're like, hey, you're coming to our city. Enjoy, enjoy the views. We'll shut the streets down, have a run through, take a good look at everything. Right. And you get to kind of yeah. meet the people. And there's usually a lot of the local people, too. So you get to meet a lot of the people uh, like I ran a half marathon in Milan, met a lot of Italians there. And so I think it's a really, really fun way to travel. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. not if you just go sightseeing, you know, that's, that's cool and stuff like that. But now I really enjoy having like an event that, 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 that kind of centers that whole trip around, you know, and everything else yeah. is just sprinkles on top of that. So I, I that's kind of one yes. thing I want to get into more this year is doing more of these, uh, races and runs, uh, in unique locations and, and getting a chance to, you know, travel and also continuing this journey of, you know, endurance races and runs. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you that, you know, if you're able to do it, you do a race in a city somewhere you've never been before, you're exactly right. You you get to see so much of the city that you might not ever see if you were just there, you know, on a weekend trip. You're going from A to B in a taxi, mm-hmm. whatever the case may be. I, I try to make it a, a point, no matter where I've gone uh, in the past few years, that yes, if I can, if I'm on vacation somewhere, I'll do a race if I can in, in the city. Um, you know how how things are when you're going from A to B, even if you know you're living in, in the town you live in, you miss a lot of stuff if you just get in the car and you're in it and mm-hmm. you just go from one destination to another. This is partly the reason why, you know, I I am so um so passionate about biking everywhere, especially when I was still living in Denver. Um, I biked everywhere all the time because i felt like if i was going a long distance say if i'm biking you know 20 kilometers or something along the lines of that you see a lot of stuff along the way you feel it you sense it you smell it you get everything you get the same mm-hmm. thing with running through a city as well mm-hmm. so i, I it, like i've recommended before if you can really do it man running running opens up a lot of great opportunities for you for your well-being as well um let me tell you a little bit. I when I was in Thailand recently, just a couple weeks ago, I did a half marathon out there. Mm-hmm. I, I wasn't super serious about it. You know, it's the country I grew up in, right? But I don't get a whole lot of chances to go home. Um, so this was the first time I ran a half marathon in Thailand for years. Uh, last time I did one was back in 2016. Um, and I did one in December. On Christmas Day, and this is on the back of maybe four days or so partying. You know, I'm 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 on vacation, by the way. I'm at the beach, you know, not really getting my proper regimen in, my food, mm-hmm. my sleep. But it's the adrenaline. You know, I, I remember getting to the race on the day. It was happening at one of the, the national stadiums um in Bangkok. And you you go through one of the back roads basically. Um for, for about 10 kilometers out, you circle around, come back. 
I didn't feel the hangovers at all. I didn't feel <laughs> lack of sleep. You know, once the race starts and you're at the at the start line bantering and talking to other people, you don't feel a thing. You know, I'm Did on fumes basically. And I'm, I'm thinking like, you know what? I'm in my city for the first time in a while. You know, I try to go back once or twice a year. I signed up for this thing. I told people I was going to do it. I'm going to do it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I, I saw a part of Bangkok I've never seen before. Um, yeah. Got a time I was really, really proud about, actually. And mind you, I was running at sea level, too. You know, considering yeah. where I'm living at right now, running at sea level like that. Bangkok might be even below sea level in some parts now. Uh, it was doable. Completely fun. And I had a chance to, to enjoy the post-race uh, activities as well. <laughs> And and that and that's the whole thing. You get to talk to a whole bunch of people that right. finish either right before you, right after you. For the people that finish before me, it's a little bit of banter, right? You know, mm-hmm. I I remember talking to this one guy at the end of the race. We were talking a little bit uh, in the last uh, 500 meters or so. Got to the end of the race, and he was like, "How old are you?" Thirty-four, and he's like, All right, "I'm I'm about 40, 42, 43 years old." You know, birthdays around the corner. You let a guy almost 10 years older beat you, Kevin, you got to level up, you know? So it, you miss out on some of that stuff when you don't get to sit around yeah. and hang out for a bit, right? And that, and that's Absolutely. sometimes like, you know, what, what I what I go for in some of these big city runs. It's thousands of people, people from all over the world. It's not just the locals, but it's folks that travel from afar as well. You want to get to know them, you know, see what they're all about. And you might end up making friends forever as well. It's part yeah. of the reason why I do this stuff. Yeah, absolutely. You yeah. said you didn't you didn't feel the hangover at all, but my my real question, wondering was, did you feel the red curry while you were running? <laughs> <laughs> That's the real uh, question. <laughs> won't give away too many details, man. You know, it, it was Christmas morning, right? You know, so whatever whatever I was doing Christmas Eve. Oh gosh, um, now it was a lot of fun, man. I yeah, um, it was through. If if you are familiar with Garmin. Um, mm-hmm. they, they do all the, the smart watches and all mm-hmm. that stuff. Um, now fantastic race, man. They, and, and I'll tell you a little bit about, um, you know, running in Thailand. I remember doing my first race about, you know, 10 years ago in Thailand. It's nothing like how it is now. They, they didn't really have the knowledge to know how the runners didn't have, um, you know, the etiquette that they do now. Um, over time, I've seen a lot of positive change in thailand it, it's a big fad now mm-hmm. i feel that it's a country of fads you know and, and the big fad the big trend at the moment is health and fitness mm-hmm. it's a healthy thing um for lack of a better way to say it um you know so what i'm trying to do next in in thailand and i want to i want to hear your thoughts on it as well what i'm trying mm-hmm. to do next i have the time for it is to graduate from these half marathons or marathons that I would do when I go overseas and actually do one of those crazy ultra marathons up mm. in the woods. You know, there's oh, a wow. few that I'm eyeing out that would happen in Northern Thailand, for example, that would take a day or two to complete. That's kind of what I'm looking at at the moment, just to level up a little bit. Whoa. I'm curious, you know, with you, I mean, that, yeah. that's my thing, right? But with you. Yeah. You know, apart from running to run in North Korea and Pyongyang, that, yeah. for that marathon eventually what else are you looking at like are, are you looking at perhaps doing some of those trail runs something a little different mix it up a bit where's your head at 
Yeah, that's actually a good question. What I was going to ask you actually as well. I the one that the, that's kind of kept just the itch and has been coming over and over again is this one in North Korea. I don't know why. It's just yeah, when yeah. I first saw it, I'm like, gosh, I can't imagine a cooler place to run yeah. <clears throat> uh, a marathon. And I lived in South Korea for four years, and I've always been uh-huh. so intrigued by North Korea. I've watched documentaries, and uh, and I thought this would be the coolest way. Because we were talking about earlier to visit a city, you know, to get to meet other yeah. athletes, to see how they celebrate runs, to see, you know, all the things that we hear about North Korea. I'm curious to see what they're like in real life. So I that would be on the list uh, of places that I really want to go to. Um, yeah. Because, uh, but now, of course, they're they're blocked still with the pandemic because they have very different regulations there. And oh, yeah. so, so that that that's definitely one of them. There's also, I think, one on the Great Wall of China, which I think would be pretty pretty cool. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, so those are the kind of ones I also want to run one in my own hometown, of course, in, in Chicago, because uh, I still haven't run one there. But mm-hmm. this trail running, I, I I feel that since I don't live near mountains, I don't get a chance to experience as much. I actually had a chance to when I when I was visiting you out there in Colorado this past summer to to run some of these trails and it's it's uh-huh. a it's it's exciting i really like it as well um oh, yeah. it feels more it feels more raw it feels more natural so i i think this would be something i would definitely be interested in how yeah. long are some of these trail runs that, that you're interested in in running well look um you know for me i i've, I've been doing this thing for oh, quite a few years now i don't have a set goal in mind mm-hmm. anymore i do i do these races out of enjoyment right the mm-hmm. thing I really like, I, I, I enjoy the city runs, you know, mm-hmm. the camaraderie, like I said, thousands of people cheering you on and all that. Uh, what I really enjoy about the trail running uh, or, or these races that would happen in Colorado, Utah, Wyoming, and so on, they're much smaller. You know, there might be a pool of about 200 racers or runners. And as time goes on, if you're doing a marathon, for example, right, which, which I, I do enjoy that uh, a fair bit. And doing a, a trail marathon, imagine you're doing it with 200 people or so. Your fastest runners are are off already. These mm-hmm. are the kind of guys that do it in sub three hours, two and a half hours, maybe. Mm-hmm. You know, and these are the folks that live up in the mountains. They run it every day. They're always going to crush it. The rest of us, though, it's a struggle. Mm-hmm. But the thing that puts me in a Zen environment is when the crowd really thins out. Let's say you're about an hour in or something, um, and you're really deep into the woods, you might be by yourself. There's no one ahead of you that you could see. There's no one behind you that you could see. You're in your zone mm-hmm. alone in mm-hmm. the woods. That's what I really enjoy. I I, I'm in, I enjoy that, you know, I'm out there. It's quite clear what the trail marking is at. So you don't really get lost on these runs, right? I enjoy that you can just be in your head. You'd be in your zone. And let's just say, and I, I've gone through days in which it's not my day. I really struggle in some of these trail ultra marathons I've done. Um, then it's a battle mentally. Mm-hmm. Part of you wants to tell tell you to stop, give up. But what choice do you have? Sometimes you're out in the deep woods, and if you don't finish it, you're done. You're it sounds like my flight there. story. I have no option. You got to keep running. <laughs> you got to keep going, man. So you you gotta you gotta make it you know make it happy. Like make fun of yourself. Make a joke out of it. Yeah. And, and you have to tell yourself that, look, it might not be your day. You don't have to run the whole thing. Just complete it. Look, and so I think because of all those things, it's a big challenge when you're in your head and you have to do some of these trail run, 
trail races and you're out in the woods for hours at a time on your own. You don't see anybody else. That's the thrill of it, man. And that's mm. why I want to keep doing the trail running uh, first and foremost. And some of the distances I'm looking at, again, I don't really have a goal in mind, but anything more than, you know, a, a marathon, right? 42 kilometers. I'm looking at 50 Ks, 75. A goal of mine is to eventually do 100. I tried mm. this a couple of years ago uh, in Texas in, in, in September. And I would say this is about two years ago. So during the pandemic or so. But my girlfriend, Andy, and I showed up, no crew for this trail race in Texas, 100K. Sounds like David Goggins' first story when he (laughs) runs no crew. I got Peter Lightning crackers. (laughs) And everyone else doing the 10K has a crew. They all have a crew. They have a team of people, you know, and it's it's basically loops you have to do, right? Mm. And so Andy and I thought, well, we'll just show up with a cooler with a few snacks. And we had a big thing of pickles as well. And we just thought, yeah, we'll be just, we'll just be self-sufficient the whole time. <laughs> oh, did not complete the race, man. <laughs> did not do like I think people felt bad for us. You know, um, I got to about 75k and I I thought, I think that's enough. It's a bit hot. And it, you know, the crazy thing was it's Texas hot. So it's hot outside when you're not in the trees, right? Completely hot outside when you're fully exposed. Even I remember being in the trees even hotter man like it's like being in an oven you know a goal of mine is to go back to that race eventually and do it properly with a crew mm-hmm. do the full 100 kilometers and just get it done see how i feel afterwards and if i have the strength to keep doing such things uh then then i'll do another one even better yeah. then another yeah. one longer distance just to try see what i what i'm capable of you know, and I, I think with those kinds of races, it's really a mental game. Yeah, hundred yeah. oh, percent. I think yeah. it, I think it'd be interesting to so like you know, for me when I first started, like five k, ten k seemed like a lot. Now that I run a yeah. marathon, five k, ten k seems like a normal like small run, like a short warm up run for me. Oh yeah. And I'm curious if once you run these long distances of like a hundred kilometers, if you're gonna view marathons in that way, like oh marathon. Like that's a warm up, you know. Like I'm curious if if you if you change, you know, the field goal post, like it just keeps moving back. Where you know yeah. you start doing these crazy <clears throat> longer runs, and that's and oh, that's yeah. what happens. And I'm yeah. also interested. You you kind of mentioned these trail runs. And it sounds like something you're really interested. How would you compare them to to city runs? Is there anything that kind of really kind of stands out when you think about these trail runs compared to the city runs? Yeah. Well, I'll answer each of those at a time. Um, you know that with the trail running. There's a lot more obstacles. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorite races out here. Actually, I'll, I'll I'll call out two of them. Uh, they're both technically trail marathon distances. Um, they're they're a little more than a marathon, right? So mm-hmm. in that sense, it's an ultra. But if it's mm-hmm. a kilometer more, I don't really count it personally. It's still a, just a trail marathon to me. Um, so these two races. One one happens in Fort Collins, which about an hour and a half north of Denver. Another one happens in Salida, Colorado. Um, and, and with these courses, you're kind of out there. You're out, you're out there maybe in the woods, maybe in the desert. But but with these two races, you're basically going through five different kinds of terrain. And you're going uphill a lot. Um, some of them, it depends on the season as well. There might be a, a water crossing, so to speak. So you're you're running through a whole bunch of different 
kinds of terrain. And that's another test in itself. Um, now, the Fort Collins one that, that I'm talking about, I remember doing it for the first time years ago. Um, I'd say 2017, 2018, perhaps. I twisted my ankle on a rock within the first five kilometers. And I had another, you know, well, 80% of the race to go. And, and that in itself, it, it it just taught me a lot, man, that you, you need to pay a lot more attention. Um, you can't just show up and just do this thing, right? You have to pay attention mm. all the time. Um, I, I don't really, I don't listen to music uh, when I'm doing these races. You know, I know for some people it helps with the rhythm, uh, helps with pacing and all that. For me, I don't listen to music to pay attention to my body, how I'm breathing, my form, what I'm running on, making sure I don't twist my ankle or, you know, or, or whatever the case may be on, on the terrain. Um, I think that alone, um, the challenge of going through different kinds of experiences in a short span of time, that's way different from what a city race can offer you. Yeah. I'll have to try that. I have to add that to my uh, bucket list of races because it does sound like a very unique experience. And uh, yeah, it kind of seems like you're a little bit more in tune with nature and because of the natural elements that you're running in. All right, man. Well, I think we're going to end that with that. And if you if you haven't done one yet, add it to your bucket list, a marathon. And if you haven't done a trail run or a trail marathon, add that to the list as well. Kevin, thank you so much for, for, for joining us today and sharing your experiences and insights and stories. I really enjoyed it. And hopefully uh, we get a chance to run soon. Well, that does it for this week's episode of Travel Tribe Podcast. Join us each Tuesday as we release new episodes with great adventures. Until then, remember, the most dangerous thing you can do in life is to play it safe. Stay adventurous.